Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Note to Self. It's been a hot second. I have taken a little bit of time to end 2020, or I took a little bit of time to end 2020 the right way and start into 2023 in my best possible, highest aligned version of myself. I feel like I definitely needed some space and time to just reflect on the year and the things that I've learned and kind of plan this whole next year. Also, it was my birthday on December 30th. So I want to do a whole episode about what I do on my birthday and kind of like my birthday rituals for every single year because I do the same thing every year and I've been doing it for like five or six years now. So we'll talk about that too. It kind of aligns with this episode, but I didn't want to combine them into one episode. So we'll talk about that later. But I had my 29th birthday and entering into 2023, like I said, but also entering into my last year of my 20s, I feel like I really deserve some time off to get some clarity. And of course, I share with you guys on Instagram, there are a couple things that have happened in my life as of late that we'll get into in a second because I do want to address them. But I just like, I really enjoyed the time off and I enjoyed the time away from social media. I will say now that I'm posting like more stories and getting back into work and stuff, it feels weird to be like in front of a mic again because I feel like I haven't recorded in like a full month almost. (laughs) So we're back. This is going to be the greatest fucking year ever for Note to Self. It's like really my top, top priority work-wise. And I'm really excited to bring some cool guests on and talk with some cool people. I already have like a full idea list going on and I'm really excited to travel to see people and just get some guests on that might be a little bit different from your normal like podcast guests definitely some more of my friends for sure but with that all said let's address the elephant in the room so this month I feel like everyone could kind of tell that Joe was more absent from my content I've said before and I've said like multiple times on social media like while I don't really have boundaries with myself like sharing things about my life I do put boundaries around the people that I love and that I care for, whether it be like family, friends, relationships. A lot of the times if Joe and I talk about something on the podcast, it's some kind of like thing that we went through or whatever in the past, like not as it's happening. But I've seen a lot of like questions from you guys on social media about Joe and where he is. And I kind of just wanted to put like a boundary around that for personal reasons for myself, but also for respect for him and his life and things that he is going through right now. Obviously, y'all can tell something is up and we still are currently like living together. So just because he's not in my content doesn't mean that he's not like around. I've talked more about, you know, like 
our experience spending holidays apart. I've addressed it like one time, but we did spend the holidays apart. You guys noticed that for sure. And I took the time to reconnect with my family and all of that good stuff. So I don't want to like talk too much about that subject. I do want to say you guys obviously noticed something was up. I do want to acknowledge it. I know you guys are asking a lot about it. And I just want to say like, I really like to talk in depth about topics when I've had perspective and when I've had the ability to go through something in my life and then reflect on it and then address it with you guys. So I kind of want to allow myself this whole experience with this last month and moving forward here. I want to allow myself to really feel it and and address it within my relationship before I start like talking about it on social media. But I will say I've seen some comments and I've seen some like guesses. Uh, So far, there's no bad blood. There's nothing that has happened between us that involved cheating or anything crazy like that. Like we both still really care about each other and we both are trying to just figure things out. And I would say like, if I could give us a status, I would just say it's complicated right now. And that's kind of all I wanted to say about that whole situation. I know there's not a lot of answers in there, but like, I think I need to go through this and figure things out for myself and with him and then I'll come back and let you guys know more in detail. Also, I wanted to say, because there was a lot of speculation about me getting apartments, an apartment in LA, like looking for apartments. That has been my plan for the past couple of months. I mentioned it on an episode back, I think in November, that I was looking for apartments in Los Angeles because I've realized in this last year of moving around a lot, regardless of what happens between me and, you know, and my relationship, I've always wanted to have a place to return to because I found it really difficult to like move three times a year, live in Airbnbs and like have my stuff in like storage in Dallas and storage here in LA. I was just like, I need to have a place that I can come back to when I want to record anyway. And I am looking forward to spending more time in Los Angeles for my job. But I only know that now because I went through the whole last year of moving so much and being away from Los Angeles. So I gave it a good shot. It doesn't mean that, again, like I will be living in L.A. all the time, but I just am looking for a place here because I think it's smart for me and my work. And I think it's smart for me and just like my anxiety levels to have like a place to return to that's mine. And I'm really excited to like decorate a place again because I love my apartment in Los Angeles that I moved out of like downtown like a year ago. And I just loved having like my aesthetic going on in my own place. I don't know. I just really enjoy decorating. So I'm excited for that. And I'm still looking for apartments. But that has been happening. That hasn't that's not like a new thing that I definitely wanted to address because I got some questions about that, too. Just like that deadbeat frat guy you dated in college, vitamin labels can be pretty disappointing. Misleading labels, questionable ingredients, sugary formulas, hard pass. But then there's Ritual, made for skeptics by skeptics. With their multivitamin for women, what you see is what you get and what you get is good. I turn to Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus for my daily multivitamin because I know exactly what I'm putting in my body. The minty essence in every bottle makes it enjoyable for me to take, which is rare. And of course, the aesthetic queen in me loves the beautiful packaging, and I absolutely cannot forget that part. It's very important. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Ritual is essential for women 18 plus is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 and over with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. With nine key nutrients and two capsules per day, their unique bee and oil is even patented. With the start of the new year, I'm really focusing on my overall health and Ritual is a huge part of my daily feel-good routine. My current daily regimen is slowing down, as we've talked about, making a cup of mint tea or lemon ginger tea and sitting down taking my multivitamin and taking a moment to feel good about taking care of myself. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash note to self to start ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash note to self. With the new year upon us, it's time to implement some previously abandoned self-care rituals into our daily lives, like eating more vegetables. Confession, I'm 29 and I still don't like to eat vegetables. A five-minute meditation daily habit or not being the flaky friend by switching your shampoo. For the flaky friends in the group, keeping your resolution to stop flaking on your plans just got a lot easier thanks to Way. Flake-free is the way to begin in 2023 with Way's new anti-dandruff shampoo. 
I've personally used Way products for years. Before committing to a solid hair care routine with quality products, my hair was super weak. It was brittle and oftentimes really dry, especially here in California. And it was just not looking great. Way keeps my hair hydrated and clean without stripping it too much, voluminous and easy to style. Way gives you the confidence to win your life your way. Founded by celebrity hairstylist Jen Atkin, Way's goal is to give consumers what they really want instead of telling them what they need. That's why every product is designed for effortless routines in your life, your way. I know quite a few people who have dealt with dandruff in their lives, and in fact, one in five of your friends is flaky. Way's new anti-dandruff shampoo keeps flakiness at bay. Do more than drugstore with gentle shampoo that takes the rough out of dandruff. Formulated with their Cape Town fragrance, which I love, with notes of ginger and spearmint so your hair smells as good as it feels, and salicylic acid to gently soothe itchy, irritated scalps while keeping hair clean and soft. After 28 days, 100% of participants in a 28-day consumer study agreed that they saw fewer flakes and their scalp felt less itchy and irritated. Do more than drugstore with the new anti-dandruff shampoo from Way. Go to theouai.com and use code note to self for 15% off your entire purchase. That's theouai.com code note to self. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So some updates on the new year. So I'll tell you guys kind of about like the last month a little bit and just like what I've been doing. So I went home for Christmas and I saw my family stayed with my grandparents for a little while out in the country. It was so nice. I had like an oddly good trip with my family. I feel like sometimes I've mentioned like they can be difficult for me to get along with sometimes. Not the whole family, but like there's some members of everyone's family. You know, you're like, well, fuck, I'm scared to go home <laughs> a little bit because it always ends up being like drama. But I will say this was an amazing trip that I had at home and I got really great gifts and I gave some really great gifts. I gave my sister and her husband because they're new parents and they don't get time to like relax ever. I gave them this I think it was called heat healer and it's a it's like a sauna blanket but like her husband's really my sister's husband Noah is super tall so I got him like I got the biggest one I could find and I honestly wanted to keep it for myself like this sauna blanket is so sick like I need I need to buy one immediately I think that was definitely the best gift if I do say so myself my mom got a lot of stuff from Gucci she like was really feeling herself this Christmas and we just had a great time. I feel like it was so wholesome and simple. And then I came back here to Los Angeles and I had my birthday with just a few friends at Craig's. I got like the cutest birthday dress ever. We had some dirty martinis. It was so simple and so fun. Like I usually like stuff like that. I love a good dinner with friends. And then for New Year's, I honestly barely lasted the entire night. I really just wanted to go to New Year's to wear this sick dress that I got from Pat Bow, which was iconic. I love that dress so much. So I literally just basically went out for that reason and ended up going home like super early that night. I was just not having not having like the best time for New Year's. I feel like that's kind of typical for people like you're kind of build it up to be this thing. And then New Year's is always kind of just like a little bit of a letdown. We went to this place called Fleur, which is where another club called Blind Dragon used to be. So when we pulled up, I was like, damn, like blast from the past. But we went there. I went with Josie and a bunch of other girls here that like I've just made friends with through like going out and stuff. And then we went to a house party up in the hills. And it's just one of those things I was like drunk and just like it's so stereotypical to be at a house party in the hills. I'm looking around like, oh, my God, I'm literally 29 years old. I've been doing this since I was 22. Like, I just need to go. <laughs> I need to go home <laughs> and lay down. <laughs> So that was my New Year's. I ordered some Taco Bell and just hung out. And then since then, I've just kind of been like really relaxing. I feel like work has been super low key and I've given myself a little bit of time. And L.A. has been the rainiest I have ever, ever, ever seen it. It's been raining for like two weeks straight. The sun came out today. But so I was just literally laying inside watching every show on Netflix, listening to every podcast I could listen to, cleaning, organizing, planning, doing all the things. So let's get on to that, the the portion where I say what I'm watching or listening to recently because I have some good ones. So first, I 
watched Kaleidoscope. And I, we watched that over like a period of like a week because it, I like wanted to have something to be excited about because I feel like I keep running through Netflix shows. So we watched Kaleidoscope. I watched it in a certain order that someone on TikTok said to watch it in. So I highly recommend that. I loved Kaleidoscope. I've been binging Dead to Me on Netflix as well and The Recruit on Netflix as well. Even though that show is kind of stressing me out. I like anything DC related though because it's like it's such a small area and I like used to walk around DC every single day when I lived there. So it's like cool to see it in shows and stuff. I made my family start watching Veep, which they loved. So I've been rewatching Veep because that show makes me laugh out loud so much. Um, I watched the movie The Menu. I will say I was a little bit high when I watched that and I was very stressed. Like I literally like wanted to leave the room. I don't know what it is about that movie. I I get it. I thought it was smart and like creative, but like it gave me so much anxiety. I like I couldn't even watch it. <laughs> I don't know why. Again, I don't really smoke like that much. So I feel like sometimes when I smoke certain types of weed, I get like really paranoid and it's like kind of a weird paranoia movie anyway. So anyway, we watched that. What else? I've been listening to Something Was Wrong, the podcast. I've listened to that podcast before, but it's changed so much since I started listening, like since the podcast began. So I think it's season 14 that I'm right in the middle of right now. I wanted something that was kind of like serial, like a whole narrative and story. So I'm loving something was wrong. I'm listening to AG University a lot. My friend Anna Grace. I love her podcast. And then what else? What's another podcast I've been re- listening to recently? Oh, The Deck, as always, and Morbid. I feel like I always say those ones. So those are the ones I've been listening to lately. And that's pretty much all the content I've been consuming. Obviously, I've been on TikTok. I've been trying to be on like Instagram and stuff less. YouTube, I've kind of taken a step back from right now. I'm excited to get back into vlogs and stuff with what's coming up this month, which I can share with y'all a little bit later. But that's kind of like, you know, that's my life update. That's my acknowledging the elephant in the room. (laughs) And that's my little like what I'm watching kind of thing lately. My recommendations or an anti-recommendation if it, you know, when it comes to the menu, because that was I don't recommend it. I'm sure plenty of you guys loved it, though. All right. So I wanted to do something different for like the new year episode. I don't really have like New Year's resolutions. I do have some goals that I'm trying to accomplish, but I feel like this year and the last year of my 20s, I really want to make it a point to just be totally aligned with myself in the things that I do and the things that I say and the things that I share things that I wear. Like I want everything to feel so authentic and so me. And I just really want to get comfortable, more comfortable, I guess, in myself in this last year of my 20s. It feels like it's the right way to set up for my 30s, my early 30s. So I came up with, okay, let's rewind. Let's rewind like four or five years. So I grew up somewhat religious. Like it's just in Texas, we were, we went to church and like I did Bible study and I did all the things. And after college and like going through all of that process and moving out here to LA, I realized for me that religion wasn't really striking a chord with me anymore. But I liked the idea of, you know, of religion providing like a base or like some kind of stability or grounding in my life. And I realized though the tenets of the religion I was practicing, they didn't ring true for me anymore. I still wanted to have something like that where I could really kind of narrow down what I find important in life and always kind of ground myself in those principles. So I know people use religion and spirituality for that a lot because it's it's nice to kind of center yourself on something like that. And I think it's smart to always kind of just reconnect to those tenets or principles. So I did some reflection and I came up with what I refer to as like my five pillars of my life. And the more that I live in the years that have passed since I came up with those five pillars, the deeper I actually align and connect with them. And I'm actually like impressed with myself for (laughs) coming up with those five because I feel like they're kind of all encompassing and they work together really well. And It still rings true to me, you know, four or five years later, who knows if they'll change in the future or if I'll add some or take away some, but I wanted to share my five pillars 
and what they mean to me. And then also like how what tools I'm using in everyday life to make sure that I am making decisions from that very grounded place in those five principles or five pillars that I have. So if this is something that you're resonating with, like let's say you're someone like me, which I know is very common. Maybe you grew up religious, you grew up spiritual. I will say I'm I'm still pretty spiritual. But if you kind of just like want to come up with something that makes you feel like grounded every day, if you feel like you're missing that, if you've moved away from organized religion or something like that, I would really challenge you to look at your life, to reflect whatever you need to do, meditate, journal, whatever you got to do. Figure out like what's important to you, maybe what you're good at and what you're naturally drawn to or what you're lacking and something like you need to remind yourself to practice every single day because mine are kind of a grouping. The five are kind of a grouping of things that I'm either good at or that I really believe in and stand by or things that I know that I'm not good at that I need to remind myself to, again, like I said, practice every single day. So that's all very like woo woo. I'm going to we're going to get to the details about this and my five pillars and what they mean to me. And you guys can take whatever you want, leave whatever you want. Let me know what you think. Again, I created a Geneva chat room. So Geneva is like an app that we can all connect on. It's free. So you could just sign up for Geneva and click in the description of the show description to sign up for the group. I can approve you. And there's a room where we can talk about the episodes of Note to Self every week. And I usually try to post in there like, okay, here's this week's episode. What do you all think? So feel free to sit on this. Tell me what resonates and also let me know your own principles if you've come up with them as well. Let's do an important 2023 check-in. Finish this sentence in your mind. I deserve a sex life that is what? What comes to mind? Don't be afraid to say it because whatever it is, you deserve it. And Dipsy can help you get there in new and sexy ways. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. You've never heard celebrities like this before. Listen to stories voiced by Sharonis J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, and Luke Cook. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you can read. I'm partial to the sleep stories because I'm one of those people that needs some sort of gentle sound on in the background to fall asleep. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash note to self. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash note to self. Dipsystories.com slash note to self. So you're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Maybe it's constant lethargy, raging headaches, or an achy stomach. And you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole of questionable advice from so-called experts. Does this sound familiar? Because <laughs> it sounds familiar to me probably every night. There are always better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. Go to ZocDoc.com slash note to self and download the ZocDoc app for free. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. I have personally used ZocDoc to find doctors throughout all the relocating I've done in the last year or so, and I always trust the user reviews to steer me in the right direction. When you're not feeling your best and you're just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash note to self and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many of them are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash note to self. ZocDoc.com slash note to self.
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So my five pillars are trust, truth, grace, patience, and freedom. And I have the word trust tattooed on my like inner arm right here. And my goal was to get them all tattooed on me and like the single line tattoo, like super tiny. I love my little trust tattoo. It's the one I started with because it is pillar number one. So for me, trust means trusting myself, trusting the universe or like divine timing and trusting other people. So those are like the three categories of trust in my life that I like to practice. So like I said before, I really think trusting yourself is the root of confidence. And so I'd like to practice that in my life quite a lot and remind myself that I'm absolutely capable, that I'm absolutely going to be able to get myself wherever I need to go and I'm going to be able to handle whatever obstacles come in my way and that I am a person to be relied on when it comes to myself. And I think self-reliance is a really key thing in my life and it's made me really independent in some ways and it's made me really confident in myself and my abilities in a lot of ways. And I think trusting yourself is truly the key to waking up every morning and just living every single day life because I don't know how anyone can go through life without trusting themselves. And for me, the only way to learn how to trust myself is to show up for myself in the little ways every single day that I can. So one way I will say that I do that is like if I make a promise to myself, I have to keep it. So an example of that could be, okay, I promise myself that I'm going to get eight hours of sleep every single night. I have to show up and do that because that shows myself that I can rely on myself to do the things that I've set out to do. And it can be kind of difficult. Like that sounds so simple, but it can be difficult to build that trust muscle with yourself if you're not showing up for yourself and doing the things that you've promised to you, if that makes sense. Another thing is trusting the universe or divine timing, whatever you want to call it, having faith, whatever it is. I feel a deep sense of trust in the timing of my life, though it can be difficult to be patient and and have that trust. I find myself in life able to trust what I perceive as the universe. And I've always been provided for in the ways that I need, even if it didn't really seem like what I wanted at the time. So trusting the universe, leaning on the universe, leaning on divine timing allows me to kind of just release control and it makes me feel like a little more free. So that's another way I'm exercising trust this year is just every single day reminding myself to trust the universe and then trust in others. And this is one I actually really struggle in the most, I think, because I've always, I don't know, I just, I don't trust a lot of people to show up. I don't think a lot of people are reliable. If I'm just being blatantly honest, I have some really good friends in my life that are reliable. And it's like one of the first things I notice in people if their actions and their words align. And it's something that is the most important thing to me when it comes to romantic relationships. It's the thing I've loved most about being in a relationship with Joe. He is incredibly reliable and he does exactly what he says he's going to do. And my best friends are like that as well. And the people I'm closest with in my family are also like that as well. And I get like really, I don't know, I feel like I, I, will get like personally offended or annoyed if people are not reliable, though I know it's not like a personal thing um, and I shouldn't take it personally, but like it really bothers me. But the only way to know if someone is trustworthy is to trust them. And that's the only way to find out if someone's trustworthy. I feel like for me, not trusting people has caused me to be super hyper independent in a lot of areas of my life. And while that is good sometimes, I also think it can be profoundly negative And I just want to challenge myself to have faith in others and trust others until obviously they do me wrong, (laughs) which is scary to do. But that's another way I'm, I'm really trying to learn trust is actually trusting other people and not taking it personally if they fail me in certain ways and knowing it's not the end of the world and really, really valuing those people who do show up for me and who are reliable while also trying to be one of those people for my friends. Cause I would say like, that's one of my things in friendships. I'm a very reliable person. And so just continuing to align my words and my actions is really important to me and my relationships. So some tools that I'm using for exercising trust, 
One, affirmations. I feel like as cheesy as, as it is, looking at myself in the mirror and being like, you know what? I fucking trust you. You are reliable. You have always shown up for yourself. You've always shown up for other people. Affirmations have been a huge part of my last year. And I've said this before. I think I said this in my New Year's resolutions of 2022. Because I'm a big affirmations person because it's weird and uncomfortable kind of to look at yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself. But there is something intimate with yourself about staring yourself into the eyeballs and being like, you're trustworthy or you show up for yourself. Affirmations are really important to me and really powerful. Another thing I'm doing a lot is journaling. That's another form of, I guess, affirmations is journaling about you know, the positive experiences in my life or almost like scripting the good things that are coming to me in my life and kind of anchoring them in trust of myself, trust of the universe, things like that. I also really mentally ground myself in the fact that I am my home. And I've said this over and over and over again. I really find I've really found a home in myself. And I feel like retreating back to that and grounding myself in that home inside myself always makes me really comfortable. It always reconnects me with self and it always makes me trust myself and the universe a lot more. I also like to kind of visualize myself riding the wave of the universe, just kind of like going with the flow, almost practicing the law of detachment where, yes, of course you want to control certain things in your life, but just kind of like allowing the universe to surprise me and almost like expecting the universe to surprise me. And I know we've We've all seen on TikTok like the lucky girl syndrome where you just kind of expect good things to happen to you and you kind of just affirm that the universe is always working out for me. I've been practicing that a lot. If you guys go on TikTok, just like search lucky girl syndrome, you'll see a ton of videos about it. So that's been huge for me. Kind of practicing detachment is a tool that I use as well. Um, listening to meditations, whether it be on YouTube or on Spotify, whatever it is, I've been listening to a lot of meditations that involve like self-affirmation, trusting myself, trusting the universe, things like that. And then the last one, when it comes to using like the tool to trusting other people is just like putting myself out there, taking the risk to trust people and seeing who shows up for me because I can't always just like be this hyper independent person who does everything for myself just because I fear other people failing to show up. Because then you don't allow anyone to show you that they will, which is like my favorite thing about people is when they're reliable. So those are some tools I'm using to really ground myself in trust this year. Okay, so the second one is truth. And I think anyone who's known me for a really long time knows that I really value like truth and fairness and justice. And like I'm the person that will say the truth (laughs) even when... I probably shouldn't because it's just something that I value so much. But for me, truth looks like one, living my truth, living as authentically as possible and really understanding my own wants and my own needs as a way to understand myself as fully as I possibly can. Understanding that the way I do that is is being really honest with myself and having lots of moments to myself, whether again, it's journaling or just like walking around pondering things you know, writing it down usually does help me to understand myself a little bit more. But like, I have to be really honest with myself about what I want, what I need when it comes to friendships, when it comes to my relationship to self, when it comes to my relationship romantically, when it comes to my family, I have to be brutally honest with myself. And that allows me to really ground myself in what I want and need, which I think is important. We've talked about the villain era. We've talked about all of that. I feel like all of that starts with an understanding and a deep understanding of yourself. So for me, an example of what living my truth looks like is just sharing it and fully embodying it privately, publicly. I definitely will say like I own myself. I own my truth. I feel like I really own my flaws and things that I've done wrong, mistakes that I've made in my life. I feel like not everyone obviously has like a public platform to just overshare about this stuff on, but there's something really freeing to me about sharing my inner workings, sharing my life and doing so without the fear of being judged and without judging myself and getting to that point, especially sharing publicly, it takes a while and it takes getting over the hump of being afraid to share things. Not It's not meant for everybody, but it's just something that's been a really great tool in my life is really owning my truth, not only within family, friends and close relationships, but also like extremely publicly, like talking on a microphone right now about just things going on in my life. And I feel like for me, it's allowed me to really 
live authentically. And an, this podcast is another kind of form of, you know, journaling, reconnecting with self. It's literally called Note to Self. That's obviously very important to me. But it's allowed me the freedom to live my truth and really own myself, which has been an unbelievable experience. And I kind of hope everyone has the ability in some way to do that as well in their own lives. So living authentically as an influencer can be difficult because like I talked about just in the beginning of this episode, like my life isn't only me. My life also includes other people. So you do have to discern whether or not it's like selfish to be so honest about every single teeny little thing when it comes to other people, obviously. So while I love sharing, I love my job, I love all of that stuff, I do also need to probably better understand when it's healthy to not share so much because I do need to have some boundaries. I've done pretty well with them, like I said, about other people. But for me, and again, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I feel like I need to set a boundary so I can like figure my shit out and go through stuff without talking about it on the internet yet. And I can share it later when I have more perspective and things like that. So that's another boundary I'm actually working on within the whole truth thing. But one thing I really love about this job is I could just get on a mic like this and share my truth, explain myself, explain my inner workings, own the bad, the good, everything. And it can inspire someone else to do so in their own lives as well. And I feel like people are really drawn to people who are authentic. And as an influencer myself, I've seen a lot of people that are online and I feel like we always get shit on for being like inauthentic, but I am so proud of myself and for a lot of my friends and stuff who share so much information on the internet for being so authentic while allowing and creating boundaries around, you know, some things. Because again, it's not healthy to share absolutely everything and it is always a risk to share things on the internet, but it is really, really freeing and it's an important part of my life and it's something that I'm really proud of being able to do over the last couple of years. I will say, too, to finish out this whole truth part is being honest with myself and with other people has led to the absolute best things in my life, whether it's, you know, my current job, whether it's having this platform and this podcast, whenever I've had Joe on the podcast before and we've talked about us getting into a relationship so easily, it was because we were both so honest about who we were and we weren't trying to play a part or play it cool. Like it was just complete straightforward honesty. And that also has happened with my friendships. My best friendships in life have developed because I'm so honest about who I am and we aren't trying to make each other necessarily like like each other more or something or appease each other. But that honesty allows someone else to get to know you really well and people like you for who you are, not who you want them to think you are, which has truly led to, like I said, the best things in my life, whether it's friendships, relationships or job opportunities or just specific like situations I've been in. Being truthful and honest and living authentically to myself has been maybe the most important pillar of my entire life. So some tools and ways that I practice this journaling is always really helpful for me to figure out just like how I'm feeling. Talking on this podcast is helpful for me to figure out how I'm feeling because I do plan these episodes, but oftentimes like I just have bullet points and then I kind of just allow myself to like sit here and think on it and ruminate. Obviously, sometimes you can hear me like it's literally my my inner monologue you're hearing. So I also try to work on getting clarity about how I feel. And I will do that, like I said, through the journaling, through the podcast or through talking things through with like my trusted friends or family members. I also really challenge myself to tell the truth, especially when it's difficult, whether it means owning something that I've done incorrectly and taking accountability or it's being honest with a friend or someone I care about. I really challenge myself to be the person in the group who does tell the truth, even though sometimes it's not easy to hear. But I'm definitely the person that will be like totally real about stuff. And that can be difficult sometimes. It is a challenge. It would be easier sometimes to just like be more of a people pleaser, but I I can't do it. And I have to challenge myself to tell the truth because it's one of those things that I value so much when people do. So I realize I have to do that if I want more of it in my life. And then also I practice telling the truth when it comes to anything that I'm feeling, because I feel like if I do my best, if I live my truth and if I tell my truth as much as possible, I'm not leaving things unsaid. I'm living with a lot less regret in my life, which I haven't always been this way when I was younger. I feel like I I told the truth always to like family and friends and stuff, but I didn't necessarily live my truth. And there's so many things that have happened to me in my life that I'm like, shit, like I should have done this differently or I should have said this differently or there was so much unsaid in this situation. And I feel like it would have been better to just communicate and, and tell my truth and share my truth. And I feel like the times 
in my life that I felt the lowest, especially through like middle school, high school, even college, I wasn't living my truth. I was just trying to do what everyone else was doing and fit in. And it wasn't me and it didn't feel like my life and I didn't feel alive. So for me, practicing truth every single day is, like I said, maybe the most important of all the pillars so far. So number three is grace. And I'm thinking in this, it, it, for me, it's grace with myself first and then grace with others as well. So I've noticed like if you're a person like me, I'm pretty introspective and I think and overthink and overthink and overthink. And again, like we've talked about, I'm really honest with myself in a lot of ways. It can be hard when you are yourself and you know everything about yourself. And if you've thought about everything you've ever done wrong in your entire life or everything you failed at or everything you you didn't show up for or didn't do your best at, it can be really difficult to like yourself sometimes. And it can be difficult to give yourself grace and the love that you would give a friend because I find it easier to give my friends and people I care about grace more than myself. And for me, what grace means is just like forgiving myself, giving myself the ability and the space to be like, people make mistakes. There's not a lot of I've done in my life with like really bad intentions, but there are things I've done and things I've said and things like that that come from like a place of fear or come from some kind of thing that I developed in childhood, which usually has to do with fear. So I feel like understanding myself with truth is important, but also giving myself grace to make mistakes and do stupid shit that I've, I've done a lot of stupid shit in my life and give myself the ability to look at myself with the eyes that I'd look upon someone I love with. And that has been absolutely transformative and life-changing for me. It's only something that I'm accomplishing lately. And if you guys saw that I went to my little birthday thing that I wrote myself a little note to myself, that was me practicing looking on myself, looking on this last year as if I'm my best friend and sharing my thoughts with myself as if my, I'm my best friend, giving myself grace, showing myself love. So when it comes to grace with others, I feel like when I take things less personally, I'm able to give other people way more grace. And that's something I've really practiced in the last year. And it's something I want to continue to do is just not take things personally. Things are happening in other people's lives. I don't know what they are. They have their own issues. So for me, giving people grace, allowing them to act how they're going to act without getting like upset about it deeply has been really important to me because I just don't want to like I don't want to like harbor so, like resentment and stuff like that in my life. This can be difficult to to balance with boundaries because like some people will just push and be fucking horrible. <laughs> I've I've known like I've 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 known people like that in my life, and I'm actually the one to usually make excuses for people like that. So I'm trying to balance giving grace and not taking things personally with seeing people for who they really are and not letting them like shit on me. Obviously, but for me, I feel like I'd rather lean the direction of grace and forgiveness more so than being so hard on other people, just because I feel like it doesn't really help me in the end to be so hard on people, but doing so while also like obviously keeping boundaries in place and not letting people fuck with my energy too much or like ruin my day. But practicing grace with other people has been really important for me when it comes to not only friendships, obviously relationships and also with family members. That's been a huge one I've been practicing grace with lately and it's allowed me to help myself and kind of alleviate some of the pain that goes along with just, you know, family problems that a lot of people have. I think it's really helped me to kind of move forward and just have less resentment in my life. So the tools I use for this is I try to see myself as someone that I deeply love and respect and care about. And it gives me the ability to handle myself with more patience and more grace. And it gives me space to make mistakes and still care and show up for and love myself. And then for me, really focusing on removing my ego so I don't take things as personally has been helpful for me to give grace to other people. Okay, so the four out of five pillars is the thing that I think I struggle with in life the absolute most, and that is patience. I think impatience is definitely my fatal flaw. And it comes out in all different areas of my life. So for me, mostly due to anxiety, from what I think, is just I'm always on the move. I'm always on edge. I'm always ready to go, go, go. Like I'm always in a fucking hurry. And I want everything and I want it right now, immediately. And then I want to move on and I want to have more. 
And I'm noticing this in my life. (laughs) I just always am in a rush. And I thought to myself recently, like, why am I trying to make my life go faster? Like at some point I'm going to be at the end of it and be like, damn, I wish I wouldn't have rushed through everything. And I think there is something to like mentally affirming to myself, like my days are going to go slowly. This day is going to be the best day. I'm going to savor every second of it. I'm going to be patient. My life is going to feel longer because I'm going more slowly. And I'm trying to practice that every day of my life because again, as a person who's impatient, I'm just ready on to the next thing. And I think being so impatient can put a lot of pressure on myself, but it also carries just like a chaotic energy that I don't want to carry when it's just me alone. And I definitely don't want to like put on to people I love. So for me, it's just slowing down, knowing that I can be incredibly impatient and then taking the steps to calm myself (laughs) literally every single day, taking a breath, reminding myself to chill the fuck out and to you know, lean back on trusting the universe, trusting myself, trusting the timing of the universe and trusting other people and not trying to be so in control of everything all the time and being, again, like I said, so fucking impatient. So I will do this in the moment by just like checking in with myself. Like I have said, I find like kind of a home in myself. And I don't know if that makes sense to a lot of people, but I like mentally like find a home in myself and check in with myself, like in my brain. And I take a deep breath. And I just slow everything down. Like I almost like visualize myself slowing time down and experiencing time differently. And it allows me to just sit. Then I remind myself to trust the universe and kind of use the law of detachment, kind of being okay if something happens or if it doesn't, which allows me to kind of just sit more in the moment rather than being like future focused and just really remind myself to savor every second that I can if possible. It's difficult to not live so quickly, especially living in Los Angeles. Things happen really fast. I'm just planning on spending a lot more time in New York this year as well. And like, it's a quick pace place, but I also think that there's a way to experience that in more of a patient, calm manner. Okay. And the last one, this is kind of like my ultimate goal in life. I feel like it's everyone's ultimate goal and that is freedom. So when I get down to what I really value I want to feel free in every area of my life. I don't want to feel like I've been restrained. I want to feel free when it comes to life and love. I want to feel financially free. I don't need to make like the most amount of money ever in the entire world and have all the cool stuff all the time. I just want to feel free in that sense of my life. And I want to feel free to create my own life with little to no constraints. And I think this is a pretty like innate human feeling. I feel like we all want to feel free. I've been this way forever. I was definitely a problem child. I definitely talked back a lot because I always hated, I hated having parents that were in charge of me. (laughs) I hated people telling me what to do and not explaining why. I hated someone being able to control my freedom. And the reason I've kind of gone down my own career path that I have now is because I don't want a boss. I don't like people telling me what to do. I've always had this like need to just like run the second I feel really restrained. So for me, tapping into that and understanding that that's just a real longing for freedom has been really important. And it's made me have less anxiety because I can tell when I'm like ready to run (laughs) and just like literally like fight or flight mode. And it's usually when my own freedom is being hindered. A big thing for me is I don't want to be weighed down also by judgments of others. And I've mentioned this before. I don't want to be weighed down by other people's judgments of me. And I don't want to be weighed down by my judgments of them. So freeing myself and kind of, again, practicing detachment. I want to feel free to create a life outside of judgments of others and judgments my own judgments even, which is obviously different than like the freedom that you feel when you turn 18 and you don't have your parents to tell you what to do anymore. It's just like a different level of freedom. And for me, kind of all the pillars, they all culminate in freedom. So trusting myself makes me feel more free and living my truth makes me feel more free and allowing myself the grace to make mistakes makes me feel more free and practicing patience makes me feel more free as well. So they all kind of culminate in freedom for me. And the way I implement this in my life, some of the tools that I'm using, 
I have said this also before on this podcast, having less stuff makes me feel more free. So right now I'm kind of just trying to get rid of things that I don't need and kind of organize more, owning less things. I feel like what you own kind of owns you in a sense. So like the less that I own, the more I feel free. But again, that doesn't need to be like for everybody, like maybe owning more stuff makes you feel free. It's just one of those things you have to check in with. Um, And this is a specific tool that I use to make me feel more free in my daily life. Waking up every morning and really centering on the fact that every decision I make creates my life makes me feel more free. It makes me feel more creative. So like really living every single day like that makes me feel the freedom that I want to have. And it also gives me like a certain level of ownership of my day. Some other things that make me feel really free are going out with my friends, having a couple drinks, loosening up. That really makes me feel in like a really free mindset as well as traveling and meeting new people and trying new things. It just makes the world feel bigger and it makes me feel like, I don't know, really connected to the world and really free to roam and do whatever it is that I want to do. And those are my five pillars of life. I know, again, like talking about this stuff can be kind of woo woo, but that's why I kind of wanted to share within each pillar, like the tools that I use to actually implement those things in my daily life. And I do strive to wake up in the morning and remind myself of these things, like literally first thing in the morning. And whenever I make big decisions in my life, I like to kind of like check them against these five pillars. And I do like, these are my five principles and guiding principles in life right now. Again, like I said, they could change later. I don't need like, they're not like set in stone, but they've stuck with me for four or five years now. And I feel like I haven't really shared them all in depth, but I really am interested to know what you guys think. And I know this is a little bit different of a new year's resolution kind of episode, but I didn't really have like a lot of resolutions for this year. I just had my pillars and I had kind of like a vision for who I want to be this year. And they go along with the pillars. So let me know what you guys think in the Geneva app. You guys can also find me on Instagram at Peyton Sarton. The note to self Instagram is no longer going to be the hub of all the note to self stuff because I just didn't want to have like five different Instagram accounts. So all of the note to self updates and stuff are going to be on my Instagram and on my TikTok. So when you want to see note to self content, that's happening there. Like I said, come check us out on Geneva. We have like such a good group of girls going right now. I've got like people kind of segmented into different rooms for where everyone lives. I see people like talking back and forth about going to get drinks and stuff together. So definitely check that out. We'll leave that in the show notes. And what else can I tell you? The merch is still available right now. I've got the like little embroidered crest merch, the members crew. I still wear mine every single day. I get a two X because I like a little bit of a baggier fit and I have both the maroon and the white one, which I love. They're kind of preppy and cute and cool for winter and things like that, especially traveling. I wear them all the time when I'm traveling, but thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys had a great new year and I cannot wait to start 2023 on note to self. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to you all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.